Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Those truth and advertising laws perhaps need to visit from the folks at the Morning Roadshow Department of Irony. The Federal Trade Commission investigates the use of false, misleading, or unproven information to advertise products to consumers, and social media giant Facebook has their own policies in place to make sure they steer clear of any of those troubles. Except for one thing, as a quiet change to their rules last week now uh, delineates some 32 categories of prohibited content on Facebook, including misinformation. According to the rules, Facebook doesn't allow anyone to run ads with false and misleading content like landing pages, business practices, all cannot contain deceptive, false, or misleading content, including claims, offers, or methods, except if you're a politician. As a spokesperson for Facebook clarified last week to a reporter, ads from political candidates are ineligible for fact-checking. <laughs> Yeah, because who cares if what they say is true <laughs> That's or not. exactly right. Could it really affect your life any? <laughs> Good shape, Cliff. Yeah. Well, I saw this morning that a disgruntled employee yeah. and her friend went to the restaurant that she worked for and smashed the place up with baseball bats wow. while the diners <laughs> inside all fled in terror. <laughs> there were people eating in the restaurant. Yes. Okay. And she did it to the place she worked at. Okay. That's probably going to... Um, I'd say cut into your tips, Cliff. If I would you're, say uh, so, yeah. We, there are, unfortunately, dire situations that sometimes arise when firefighters, even after issuing an all-hands-on-deck call, still need help. And that arose last week, not far from Nashville, Tennessee. Dry conditions there, like here, have caused local officials to enact a burn ban, but in Rutherford County, Wednesday afternoon, a brush fire broke out anyway. Dozens of acres going up in smoke. Firefighters from several agencies cooperating to put out the blaze, but it was on the verge of getting out of hand. Fortunately, several homeowners saw what was happening and responded with their own help. Reports came in of a farmer nearby who got his tractor out, moved hay bales away to keep the fire from spreading there, then turning over some dirt so the dry grass couldn't burn any further. And then the people of nearby Rockhaven Lodge went into action. The private park actually has their own fire truck, and residents responded, taking the 1964 Ford out alongside the front lines with the regular fire crews, keeping the flames from consuming a nearby mobile home. By the way, the Rock Haven Lodge in Rutherford County, Tennessee, is a nudist colony. A spokesperson for those at the lodge later told a TV station that they were happy to help, and it was the bare minimum they could do. <laughs> I'm trying to picture, yeah, <laughs> unclothed firemen, and bunch of guys running around with no clothes on, fighting a fire. Yes, that's um, perhaps you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it right there. Perhaps you shouldn't. The movie Joker set a yeah. record mm -hmm. for the biggest opening for a movie in the month of October. 
a little over $93 million. Yeah. Well, the experts were saying last week they were predicting $100 million. Yes. So they got pretty close. They did get pretty yeah. close. Now, many people are saying mm-hmm. it's the most disturbing thing they saw over the weekend. Well, I could see that. And I say to you that yeah. think that and have seen the movie, let me introduce you to Cardinal Baseball in the ninth <laughs> inning. That's the most disturbing thing i see seen yeah, over the weekend. I, I caught that on TV. The only thing I could think more disturbing would be actually to see that meltdown in person. And it was disturbing. I was there. Wait, wait, wait. You went to the game? I went to the game. You went to the playoff game yesterday yes. that was one to nothing going into the top of the ninth inning. And then, well, the wheels just came off. Yes, they did. <laughs> so I can't believe so, that movie could be more disturbing than that. Then you probably, if you were at the game, you didn't. Because what I was watching on TV, and as soon as the game was over with, they jumped to the Nationals and the Dodgers game. Oh, okay. So I did want to ask you, because I know you are you follow baseball a lot more than I do, what the heck's going on with Anibal Sanchez? There's a pitcher for the Nationals. I don't know. What's he doing? Well, he was the starting pitcher last night, and I don't even know who won the game because I really couldn't make it past the second inning. I went <laughs> to bed. But the dude, every time they threw out a ball... You know, like a new ball? Yeah. Which happens all the time. They're oh, always, yeah. Yeah. He kissed the ball. Get at it. I'm here. totally serious. He went off the mound because, you know, you can't do those certain things on the mound. And he kissed his ball. That's kind of strange. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a fairly common practice for major league pitchers to kiss their ball? I've never seen that happen before. <laughs> he was kissing it. Even? Yeah. Even crazy Mark the Bird Fidrich <laughs> didn't do that. Didn't do that. And I saw him pitch in Evansville. So did you really? Then when he was in the triplets, yeah. Wow. Don't you remember that? I remember he was yeah. down there. He didn't kiss his balls then either. Appears that at least one company saw that craze a few months ago, where yeah. well, everybody was eating Tide Pods, and this company <laughs> thought, you know, yeah, if you're going to eat them, yeah, we can make some money out of this. Of course. And. <laughs> Let's turn poisoning into profit. Yes. Right, I understand. And the company yeah. is Glenn Levitt. They make scotch. Okay. And they okay. make really good scotch. Okay. And they've just released a new product. Yeah. It's not here yet, but they have strongly hinted that it's coming to the United States next. Okay. That basically, it's Tide Pods filled with scotch. Well, that could be good. They're called the Capsule Collection. <laughs> And they're like one-inch gel caps yeah. full of their scotch. So you pop a couple of them in, mm-hmm. and it's like a shot of whiskey. It's hmm. basically, Cliff, for workers who have zero skills putting scotch in their coffee and water <laughs> in, at work. I was going to say, this, this means you don't really even have to be able to drink from a glass. <laughs> That's right. It has gotten to the point... To where it's too inconvenient for yeah, us. To drink from a glass. We have to take a Tide Pod and shove it in our mouth. I would try them, though. I would tell you say, that. Bottoms up. Cliff, what's that called? I can't think of the word. When something just strikes you all of a sudden and you go, oh, yes. Is it uh, <laughs> like a revelation kind of a thing? only thing I can think of is that yeah. pin that they stick in your leg. If you're allergic to something. Oh, like a... EpiPen? Yes. Yeah. It starts like that. <laughs> what is I that? I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, I don't, oh, the word to... the word should be right there, but I just don't know what you're... Epiphany? Oh, epiphany. Epiphany. Why didn't you say epiphany? Well, I was trying to say that. Well, it struck me last night, Cliff. Yeah. I had an 
epiphany. Okay. At the ball game I was at. Okay. And I was like shocked. Okay. There I am. Because you were at the Cardinal game. Yes. The playoff game. Yes. Where they lost in the ninth inning <laughs> to Atlanta. Yeah, we didn't have to talk about that again. But, but I'm standing in yeah. there during yeah. the seventh inning stretch, okay. and it just hit me like a bolt of lightning at all oh. the games that I've seen in my okay. life. Okay, an epiphany. Yes. Yes. This game mm-hmm. that I'm watching and what I'm doing yes. goes against most things that I actually believe in. Really? Yes. <laughs> because there I am standing, Cliff, yeah. thinking the game of baseball is yeah. the only sport that I know of. Mm-hmm. Where spectators must take part in calisthenics during a part of the game. It's required for you to have to get up and physically do something in the bottom of the seventh inning. No other sport. To stretch. Yes. The seventh inning stretch. Yes. Where everyone stands up and stretches. And you know me. Yeah. I don't like to work out at all. Not even to stand up and stretch. No, and they're like forcing me to. And you blindly just went along with it. People start staring at you if, if you, you just don't sit stand there. up. Right, hmm. it goes against my. <laughs> you know, I saw that at home. I didn't have to stand up. We demand in Ypsilanti, Michigan, has thrown his hat into the ring, announcing last week he intends on running for the job of county prosecutor. There's already a fairly good-sized list of names for people running for the race to be the next prosecuting attorney in Washtenaw County. The election, of course, in 2020, but. The man named Jason Mack says his experience is what sets him apart from the rest. And the Morning Roadshow Department of Irony confirms this to be true. Mack worked for a long time as a public defender, being the attorney for those who can't afford one, thus giving him the experience on the other side of criminal cases, which undoubtedly will pay off if and when it comes time to prosecute. There's also one other thing that will give him a viewpoint for the job no one else in the race has. And that's the fact that he's a convicted felon and served 10 years in prison for a rape charge. Now, Mac served the time, but maintained he was wrongfully imprisoned, and despite that, remains on the state's sex offender registry. His law license suspended after his conviction in 1993, but it was reinstated eight years later. (laughs) Today, Cliff, October the 7th, Mm -hmm. is bathtub day. National Bathtub Day. And I've thought this for <laughs> a long time. Yes. There's a National Bathtub Day. And, and today we're celebrating okay. it Okay. And I've thought this for many years. Yeah. Why do they have the faucets on the same end as the drain on a bathtub? Wouldn't it make more sense to do that just the opposite? You know, you put the water down at one end. Yeah, and you running, let it out the other end. And you let it out the other end. Right. And it kind of cleans right. your tub <laughs> as you shower. Because... So you don't have to do the work later. Usually, cleaning a tub involves some sort of cleansing agent and perhaps a scrubbing. Well, kind of, yeah. (laughs) But my way, you could delay that process a little bit if you had the showery, soapy water (laughs) running down the entire length of your tub. Somehow, I think you're already delaying the process. Well, I might. And by the way, the reason that they do that is because it's cheaper for construction purposes to put all of the plumbing in the same spot. It's not the it's not the tub, it's the way the plumbing is set up in the rest of the house. But they could do it. Well, yeah, you could do anything, given enough money. Sure would save on cleaning. 
Not that I would. <laughs> not that you're going to clean anyway. Well, not going to save a lot of time on <laughs> cleaning, right. but it'll save a little bit, I think. Working on the night shift with John Party at 825. Well, Cliff, we've got the tickets yeah. once again for the zombie farm mm-hmm. in Newburgh. It's going to kick back up. The zombies take off the week until the weekend, actually on Thursdays. <laughs> so this, they give the zombies days off. They give them a little time off. The Cliff. zombies get some days off. Yes, they get a little time off. It kicks off again Thursday night. It goes all weekend long in Newburgh. We've got your tickets for you here on Country 98.1, and all you have to do is answer the question, is okay. it true Yeah. or did I just make it up? And we'll do that <laughs> after you hear from Alan Jackson teaming right. up with Jimmy Buffett this morning. Hi, who's this? Well, good morning. It's Peter Woods. Okay, Peter, where are you from? Evansville. Okay, the uh, game is, is it real or did he just make it up? Are you yeah, ready, Peter? On the road. <laughs> all right, here we go, Peter. Each year in the United States, there are about 15,000 accidents involving vacuum cleaners. Uh, I'm going to say that is true. You think 15,000 people get hurt by a vacuum? Yeah, uh, people do a lot of crazy stuff out there. I, <laughs> I don't want to say it's more, but I'm going to go, you're not going to lie to me this morning, weed. All right. Well, congratulations, Peter. I did not lie to you. That's that is true. true. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. You drop by our Country 98.1 studio, and you have fun being scared by the zombies, okay? Will do. Appreciate Th- it. Thanks, Peter. Bye-bye. I think that's almost <laughs> impossible. But people do weird stuff. Obviously. I mean, there's a specific set of instructions that come with the vacuum. This is how it's to be used. And there's probably a disclaimer to not use it for a purpose to which it was not intended. <laughs> and that's when people get into trouble. And then it's like, I didn't know that could happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's just so much suction. I don't know if you saw this or not, Cliff. Pretty impressive. What is it? A high school cheerleader in Texas mm-hmm. was in a parade. She jumped off the float that she was on yeah. and saved a choking two-year-old youngster Wow! by performing the Heimlich maneuver. She did the Heimlich maneuver. Yes. Saw it from her float and saw, oh, this kid's in trouble, yeah. and jumped off there and hmm. helped him, saved his life. And that reminded me, Cliff, yeah. and my old high school classmate, I haven't seen this guy in, <laughs> well, ever since I got out of school. Okay. Tommy Heimlich from Hobstock. <laughs> really? Yes. I didn't know there were any Heimlichs in Hobstock. I'm not sure if the Heimlichs are still in Hobstock, but... It, <laughs> or if they've moved on. Yes, right. but in the late 70s yeah. into the early 80s, the Heimlichs resided in Hobstock. Okay. And I remember in high school, the cheerleaders yeah. used to uh, talk about the Heimlich maneuver when they were out on a date with Tommy, <laughs> yeah, and he was taking them home from dates and pretended that he ran out of gas. They called that the Heimlich That was maneuver. the Heimlich yeah. maneuver that he was well known for. Did it work? I don't know. Oh, okay. They never got that personal with it. But maybe if uh, Tommy Heimlich is in the area... He'd let us know. He'd let us know and give hmm. us a call. Today, the yes. McRib is back. That's right. The McRib is is back. Oh, my goodness. And I just finished digesting the one from last year. <laughs> really? And already it's back. <laughs> really? Left. Yes. Because my recollection of eating McRib is that digestion was over in about 30 minutes. Well, <laughs> it affects different people in different okay. ways. We're all a little different when it comes to the McRib. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Your McRib may be different for you. That's right. Woo! Oh, yeah. Hmm. Kind of like eating a white castle. Yes, that's true. That's right. Mercy. It's time now for Take It to the Bank. We all love Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yep. 
But they all got their start, both of them. Mm-hmm. They became friends in middle school. Okay. They didn't know each other until then, Cliff. Yeah. But in middle school, when their gym class had to run around the track, and we've all been there before. Oh, yeah. Well, Ben and Jerry were the two slowest. <laughs> and so they became friends yeah. while slowly running around the track. <laughs> and that's got it all started, Cliff, all those years wow. ago. That's cool. That is pretty cool. Anything said today, Cliff? As a matter of fact, there were a few things. Let's start with morning roadshow phrase of the day number three. I didn't know there were any Heimlichs in Hopstock. Number two, zombies get days off, which is news. I thought they were just zombies 24-7. No, no. But the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, made in reference to imagining what it might look like to see a bunch of naked firefighters fighting a blaze, was number one, perhaps you shouldn't. <laughs> If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.